I want to have another crack at getting to the bottom of this word, nation. Uh, and the reason I want to have another crack at it is because I know a little bit more about it now. Uh, I looked it up in the dictionary. Of, this is part two. Part one was an episode in which I tried to get to the bottom of the word nation or had a chat about it anyway. And now I'm going to have another chat about it. Take two, you know. Um, armed with a little bit more information, thanks to a couple of dictionaries. All right, now, it hadn't tweaked for me with me before. Um, but the word nation is related to, to the word, is related to the word native and natal, and natural, you know, nature, natural, um, and innate. All these words come from the same word, the same root, the Latin for uh, beget, you know, what becomes quite naturally, you know, so a, a baby, um, is um, natal. <laughs> I've heard of, you know, I've been to prenatal classes. What a load of crap they were. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, my wife, you know, she completely agreed with me, you know, because um, we all had to stand around in a circle. This has got nothing to do with this episode. And, um, and I was saying, all right, everybody squat and, you know, and breathe. <sighs> like all this sort of stuff, you know. And I said to my wife, uh, uh, you're having the baby, I'm not. Oh, yeah, the, you know, the hippie's in charge. I said, yeah, but, you know, this allows you to become empathetic, you know. Well, yeah. um, well you know, that can only go so far. Yeah, I'm, um, I'm not, I don't want to pretend that I'm going to go through the pain she's going to go through. You know, it's a bit token, isn't it? Now, if, you, if, if I'm really going to be empathetic, you know, I'll have to eat a basketball and try and pass that. I'm not going to do that. <laughs> they want you to do all that stuff, you know. Um, almost pretend you're having the baby yourself, but that was a bit too much for me. And I'm a feminist. But even my wife agreed, no, nah, no, don't, don't make these token efforts, you know. Um, you know, make these um, token efforts at pretending you're having the baby. I'm having the baby. I'm going through the pain. You're not, you know. You just stand there and I'll practice the breathing. And um, and if I want anything, I'll tell you. And you bloody do it. And I said, all right, that's a good deal. You know? It's just tokenism, really. Look, I could be wrong. Yeah. I, am a, I am a Neanderthal, after all. But anyway, back to what we were talking about. Because it is related to nature. Uh, prenatal babies. You know, natal babies. A natal baby, I guess, must be one that's just been born. Um... Nations are um, now pre-nation, nation. Um, anyway, somehow the word nation is related to the word native and the word natal and the word nature and the word innate and all that sort of stuff. All right, now let's have a think about this. From the original Latin, it would appear that the word nation originally meant, you know, native peoples, native groups. Um, yeah, correct me if I'm wrong. Yeah. Um, so, 
originally, I would think, you know, the word nation meant all, let's say, the native groups within the Roman Empire, for example. So you had a Roman Empire full of nations. And we kind of know that that was the case. All right, so let's just work with that for a second. So originally, before the rise of modern nations, which are more like nation states, we'll get back to that, you know, in a minute. Uh, the nation state, you know. Some people say a state is a nation. Well, that doesn't make sense because then you would have state states, wouldn't you? Because if a nation, if a nation is a state, you know, why are you going around saying calling Australia a nation state then? For you know, because surely what you're saying there is it's a state state. You know, like if Pauline Hanson says we are one nation and we are one state, you went to Pauline Hanson and said, "Well, what's a nation state?" She would say it's a state state. <laughs> Well, we've got to get to the bottom of that. There's something stupid about that. Yeah. But anyway, let's go back to the original meaning of the word nation. And that's not to say there isn't a more modern meaning as well. Uh, focus on um, what I said there as well. Because you know, I think there's too many. Well, I know there's two meanings for the word nation. It's in the dictionary. I looked it up. And not only in one dictionary. I've got you know, a couple of good Australian dictionaries in my shed there. Um, but, um, you know, I looked at a few other dictionaries too. Uh, you know, the American idea of a nation. And they're very strong in America. I'm not even sure that um, the USA is a, a nation. Um, well, it is, isn't it? Because it's in the United Nations, isn't it? But, um, they, they very much, the United, people in the United States very much say that there is an Apache nation and a Cherokee nation and all that sort of stuff, all right? They're the natural nations that evolved into those areas, you know? So when, um, let's say, Europeans got to the United States of America, um, they observed that there were groups in, uh, on that continent already. And these guys were the, all those, you know, all those people, the Apaches, the Apache nation, um, and the other ones, you know? Cherokee, they're the only two I can remember at the moment. I'm sure I'll think of a few others too afterwards, if I can be bothered. All right, so what is a nation? Well, I get the feeling that the Romans, for example, would have said, well, the nations that we have within our borders, the native tribes, if you like, the native groups, the nations, for short, um, are, you know, the Gauls you know, for example, or even break it down a little bit more on the different groups of Gauls, you know, um, and all the different nations around the Italian peninsula. And, you know, there were hundreds and hundreds of nations, you know. Um, and the nations across, you know, the, Car the Carthaginian nation and other nations over there in Tunisia or whatever. Um, uh, Egypt would have been a nation, I guess. You know, these are all groups, you know. The Jewish nation, um, a rowdy lot. <laughs> um, so that's that, you know, so the uh, Roman Empire. All right, so that is a meaning of nation. You know, all these, what you might even call racial or ethnic groups, you know, or um, groups with a common culture and background and all that sort of stuff. Groups who have evolved through conflict and um, just evolution and all sorts of things but the original nations 
the First Nations all across the earth. And I looked up and uh, some people say there's about 6,400 of them still. These are the the native nations, which is um, a bit of a tautology, you know. Um, now, are all those groupings, let's say there's 6,400 left of those roughly on earth. There's only 192 nation states. Now we'll get to nation states in a minute. But nations, in the original uh, sense of the word nations, apparently there's about 6,400 of them in the world. There's lots just here in Australia. I'm, I'm uh, the nation that is uh, hereabouts, um, where I live, Melbourne, um, that's the Wurundjeri Nation, you know. Um, and that's you know, akin to the, let's say, the Apache Nation over in the USA. All right. So... 6,400 nations. Now, are they general, genuine nations? Now, we've got a uh, politician who's really into one nation. You know, Australia is one nation, one people, no tribes and all that sort of stuff. Pauline Hanson. Um, she would say, no, they're, they're not nations. But I went and looked in the dictionary, the Australian dictionary, and looked in all the other dictionaries around the world too. You get onto Google and look it up yourself, and they are nations. You know, if Pauline Hanson wants to argue that they're not, she has to get that taken out of the dictionary. But until, whilst that meaning still exists in the dictionary, because in the dictionary there's actually three definitions of nation that are all valid according to, you know, our national dictionary. You know, um, and she can say that our national dictionary is a whole lot of bullshit rubbish. Um, but then, you know, she kind of has to um, contend with the fact that all dictionaries worldwide seem to be in agreement about this. So there's nothing she can do. Um, there are, There is more than one meaning for the word nation. So we have to live with all of those meanings. I think there's really just two meanings, you know. In our dictionary, there's three meanings. There's, Nation in the sense of what I would call a, a created nation. A nation that has been created, you know, through a nation-building process. You know, and Australia um, went through a nation-building process where we, what you might call, um, uh, consciously developed a nation constructed it you know um and even and, and once we you know it took us about 100 years to do that uh, a touch more you know as we on on our path to nationhood our path to nationhood and um by not you know we got here in 1788 we europeans and then by 1901 we were ready and we had designed a nation so we built that you know but the 6400 uh, you know we we consciously built that nation. Now, that makes it a man-made nation. It's like a man-made lake, right? But already in Australia, there were natural lakes, you know, natural nations. So we have two types of nation here on Australia, and there's no way to hope. You, you can say, I don't like the other sort of nation, and I want to deny its existence and all that sort of stuff, but you can't tell a person 
who likes that likes that other definition of nation and wants to use it. You can't say that they can't because they can just open the dictionary and say, Whoosh, I'm allowed to, you know what I mean? You can't stop them. Um, and, and, and by the same token, a, a person who belongs to the Wurundjeri nation here in Melbourne can't stop Pauline Hanson saying that Australia is a nation. You've got two different types of nation coexisting. You know, your brain has to cope with that. The fact that we have, that Australia is one nation and it is also many nations at the same time. You can't get around that. You know, the two parties, you know, one person, Pauline Hanson, who says that Australia is just one nation, she's allowed to have that opinion. You can't stop having people having opinions, you know. But she's allowed to have that opinion, but she can't prove the other guy's wrong when the other guy says, oh, there's actually lots of nations in Australia. And by the same token, that person over there can't say that Pauline Hanson is wrong that Australia is one nation if she wants it to be, you know what I mean? That's a you got to live and let live a little bit. There's not, there's not much you can do. What are you going to do? Scream at each other? What are you going to do? Put her in jail? You can try, you know. I think they did. <laughs> they did. <laughs> for good reason, for other reasons, yeah. Um, I, I don't get into judgments on this. You know, like, you know, I've had plenty of episodes in this um, series of um, YouTube clips that I've made where I have lauded, you know, lauded, um, lauded the, um, the wonders of the nation of Australia and how wonderful it is and, you know, what a great place to live and all that sort of stuff. But then there are other episodes where I've gone all bolshy and I've gone all, you know, all in for Indigenous rights, you know, so I go each way, you know. Sometimes I go a little bit conservative and sometimes I go a little bit progressive sometimes I go a little lot conservative and sometimes I go a lot progressive you know at the moment I'm in a bit of a progressive stage or phase in my episodes the last five or six or seven episodes I've been quite bolshy <laughs> and I've enjoyed that sometimes I've um, spoken about how wonderful our liberal party is you know I've gone all I've gone all right wing a bit haven't I and sometimes I've um, I waxed lyrical about how wonderful our labor movement I was there too. I was a big lefty, you know. So sometimes I'm liberal, a big right winger, <laughs> and sometimes I'm Labour, a big left winger, you know. But in this episode, I want to be a bit of both. I want to chat about the fact that there is a legitimate meaning. Um, right, here's what happened. I think when it comes to the the meaning of the word nation. Um, before the rise of the idea of the modern nation, nations, I do think, referred to um, identity groups and ethnic groups and so on, which had evolved naturally, naturally, you know, native, nation, nature, all right? So they weren't deliberately constructed. So the Jewish nation wasn't deliberately constructed as such. It kind of evolved, surely, you know? And um, I, I, I look over to Ethiopia very often only because my goddaughter is very, is part of that community, one of the communities, one of the nations 
she's a member of one of the nations in Ethiopia. And Ethiopia itself is a nation, you see. But inside Ethiopia, you have many nations inside Ethiopia at the same time. This is not too hard to understand, really, because Australia is a state on the world stage, you know, a political state. We know that. But it's also got states inside it. So we can handle this. So in the same way, Australia is a nation, but it's got nations inside of it. Yeah. And I think even, you know, like Pauline Hanson would argue against that, but, and so would Andrew Bolt, but it's the way it is, you know. Do you, do you not like the way that Australia is a state? Yeah. You know, if you think that's illogical to have a nation containing lots of little nations, you know, is it, um, well, you know, if that's innately um, illogical, uh, well, you, Andrew Bolt, and also Pauline Hanson, you are quite comfortable with the idea of there being a state, and inside that state, many states and a couple of territories as well. All right, so, um, so, the nation, you know, nations, Let's use Australia. Let's use North America. Let's use Ethiopia. We can use anywhere. Let's use Italy. All right, Italy. Before unification on the Italian peninsula, which was in the 1800s, um, we, you had many nations in Italy, and by and large, they all spoke different languages and had different cultural, cultural habits and all that sort of stuff. Right, you had many nations. They were a bit Austrian at the top, and a bit, you know, um, swarthy <laughs> down below in Calabria and all that sort of stuff. Right, but there were many nations, Sicilians and all this sort of stuff. They were a bit Greek down below, because that used to be part of Greece, sort of thing, the Greek peoples. And up north, they're a bit more Austrian, you know, and all this sort of stuff, a bit more French, maybe. Um, but the point is, before Italian unification, there was no Italy. We all know that. Um, um, but you did have many nations in Italy. On the Italian peninsula, there was no Italy. So I can't say in Italy. On the Italian peninsula, as we might call it, Italian, the word Italy, uh, I believe, comes from, I don't know where it comes from, they're italic people. Yeah, they lean a little bit and they're curvy. <laughs> Italics, that was a dad joke. Um, okay. So they were an Italic people, you know, a little bit like you get Celts. And on the Italian peninsula, you had a sort of Italic people. Um, but they weren't all that unified. In fact, there were lots of different nations. And then Italian unification came along, and the whole thing, the whole Italian peninsula was declared to be a thing, an artificially constructed um, a nation, state, called... Italy, and suddenly, now, all the individual nations prior to that had kind of evolved naturally, you know, naturally, because um, I want to keep reinforcing the fact that, I think, well, the seeming fact, I believe it's true, that the word nation originally was um, very connected to the word native, you know, so all the native groups in Italy, they didn't consciously, quite possibly, construct... They didn't nation-build in the way Australia nation-built. Now, here in Australia, we've got a constitution. We actually wrote it down. said, we are going to design a nation that looks like this, A, B, C, D, E, F, G, you know, all that sort of stuff. Beautifully written out and all that sort of stuff, you know. Put a staple in it and bang, there's your constitution. We 
consciously and deliberately designed a nation and then got everyone to adhere to that constitution, you know. All right, that's what we did here. Yeah, there are countries that haven't got such a um, written down constitution, of course, you know. Um, New Zealand hasn't, our cousins across the water. Um, and the UK hasn't, you know. But anyway, places like Australia and, you know, which is a Washminster system. A little bit of Washington, a little bit of Westminster, you know. Um, we get, we get, as far as a written constitution goes, we went with the kind of American example, you know, and wrote one down. But New Zealand didn't feel the need to. Um, their constitution, they reckon, is whatever they are. And, and that's the case of, with the United Kingdom as well. All right, now, so, a nation. So, um, Italy, that's what I was talking about. So, prior to Italian unification, all right, you had all these nations all, all around the, uh, the Italian peninsula and on a couple of islands around there too. And then Italian unification came along. All right, suddenly you've got a, a, an, a kind of artificially constructed nation which rather dictates, tells um, all the different groups on the Italian peninsula, you are now part of this one nation called Italy. You are all Italian and here's your dictionary. And they kind of impo impose one language on everybody. Um, and there's ways of doing that, sneaky ways and not so sneaky ways, you know. The gun, <laughs> that's a non not so sneaky way. Um, but there are other ways too, you know, you can't do business unless you speak Italian. What do you mean by Italian? Well, you know, here's a dictionary. <laughs> yeah, uh, we've decided, you know, the, the people, I forget, I forget his name, but there was some writer or something and they basically said, his Italian is the best, let's use his. And, that's, and that was the basis for the Italian language, you know, um, that we know today. So if you go to a uh, Dimmick's bookshop and you buy an Italian dictionary, you're going to get, you're not going to get, you know, there's not a choice of 55 dictionaries. There's one Italian dictionary, but if there, you know, but before Italian unification, if you wanted an Italian dictionary, there was no such thing. You would have to actually just collect about 55 different national dictionaries for all the nations on the Italian peninsula. Now, what happened then was Italy became a nation, capital N nation, if you like. Well, they're all capital N nations. So now you had this odd situation. And it would have been fraught at the time. Well, it was, there was a lot of people died. Um, but you had the idea of one nation, but the old nations didn't die completely. In fact, they're still there to this day. Calabrians still feel Calabrian. Yeah, and they feel very different to the Genoese or the Florentines, the Forenses, you know, and so on and so forth. And the Sicilians, you know, they all feel different. I think in the, I think, I think it's um, absolutely fair to say, because I looked it up in the dictionary, that Italy is a nation that happens to contain many nations inside it. Let's move over to Ethiopia. Well, explicitly, um, up until recently, uh, Ethiopia had a constitution which defined a nation of Ethiopia, you know, but also explicitly. Um, wrote into that constitution that it also had nations inside. See, Italy didn't do that. You know, they tried to uh, assimilate everybody into one people and say, we are all Italians. 
Yeah, that's a Pauline Hanson move, that one. All right. Now, the, the funny thing about the Ethiopians is uh, they um, thought they would have their cake and eat it too. They kind of defined a state called Ethiopia under a previous prime minister called Meles, as his name was. I mentioned him one other time, a fair few other times in different episodes. And he defined a state called Ethiopia, which, you know, by my dictionary, would still be called a nation because it's a federation, just like Australia. But it was an ethnic federation, you know, which is kind of a tweak, you know, in terms of Australian sensibilities. We would call that a bit racist, having an ethnic federation where all the different nations, you know, the different states within the nation, nation, state, state, nation, that keeps, you know, those words are used so interchangeably. We need to be fluid and flexible with all of that and just let our minds run free and, and, and just say to ourselves, we know what we're talking about, you know. It's in the in the context with which you're using the words at any given time. All right, now, um, so we would call that sort of very racist in a way if we had that here, um, where we wrote it into the constitution that um, that uh, we will have nations within Australia that are based on ethnicity. But then again, indigenous people in Australia are a bit like Ethiopians in as much as I'm sure they would like that. Wurundjeri people don't actually see themselves as being the same sort of people as Yorta Yorta people up on the Murray, which is to the north of here. Wurundjeri's around here, where I live. You know, um, and Yorta Yorta are a bit further up north. And the people way up in the Northern Territory are very different types of indigenous people again. You know, they're not the same nations as the ones down here. Yes, they are, says Pauline Hanson. In fact, they're all European now, ish, you know. Um, basically, you know, this is your problem. All right, so, so we started off in Italy. That's a nation. But then there are, even to this day, nations within Italy. I think you can call, look it up in the dictionary. It's there. The nations, the nations that are within Italy, the Calabrians and the Sicilians and the, you know, whoever else, um, uh, you know, the Venetian blinds and the, you know, all of those ones, the Florentines and all those sorts of people, um, all of those people, they're all nations. They're the native nations, which is a tautology, because native means nations in a way. All right, so they're the naturally evolved nations. But then with the Enlightenment, which, and I've waxed lyrical about how wonderful the idea of nation building is in the spirit of the Enlightenment and all that sort of stuff. And, you know, the idea around, you know, coming out of the French Revolution and all that sort of stuff was let's form nations and put aside all the horrors of the past, you know, that have been caused by ethnic rivalries and all that sort of stuff. Let's make us all Italians. Yeah, that, that would be the Italian version of the French Revolution, because um, uh, the French Revolution spawned a whole lot of revolutions, you know what I mean, all around Europe, and, and, which and the ideas in those swept the world, and now we've got 192 nations, nation states in, in the world, and yet still 64,000 nations, you know, the ethnic-ish, nations, the evolved nations. I'm going to get interrupted here, I reckon. Oh, can you give me a minute? I've got the backyard all to myself at the moment. I want to keep it that way. That was my son. 
Don't worry, I'll give him plenty of attention. All right, so, now, um, so what have we got? Um, all right, we've got this situation where I think the spirit of the Enlightenment was such that it reckoned that naturally occurring nations, naturally evolved nations, um, had been a source of great horror right throughout history and that it would be a much more enlightened thing to have these artificially constructed nations um, which sounds a little bit um, of an oxymoron really an artificially constructed nation uh, because the idea the word nation implies that it should be naturally forming naturally forming forming but here's the funny thing we've what we've done we men and women of the Enlightenment, because I'm one of those, you know. Um, we decided to make artificial nations. But the very word nation implies that a nation should be naturally evolving and naturally occurring. You know, like a lake, a natural lake. You know, the, the very idea of a lake that I have in my mind is one that was made by Mother Nature. It just is. You know, what is the very nature of, of a lake? Yeah. Well, the very nature of a lake, as Socrates, you know, the ideal lake, um, the very concept of a lake in an ideal world, you know, so uh, Plato used to get into this, you know, um, what is the essence of a lake? Well, a lake is something that's naturally occurring, you know, or it was until recently. But then we invented this idea of an artificial lake where we started making lakes. We've been doing that for a very long time, even the Romans did it, you know. But we very much get into that now. We have natural, you know, like a new suburb um, is built on the edges of Melbourne and they put a lake in the middle of it, a man-made lake. Now, what you've got there is what you'd almost call the natural lakes of the world and then the man-made lakes. But a man-made lake is kind of not a real lake in a way. And yet... When I'm, people sit around those man-man lakes and they love them and they fish in them, yep, they're real lakes. Um, okay, so now you have this situation where the same situation happens, the same scenario happens with nations. You have these naturally f occurring nations. They kind of evolved you know, through war and all sorts of other, and evolution and all that sort of stuff, you know, and you know, where the food was and all that sort of stuff. But the point is, they didn't kind of deliberately create themselves as nations. They kind of came together. People, groups, you know, out of fear or flight or um, domination or whatever, all around the world, we ended up with, you know, maybe 64,000 nations all around the world. Aztecs and Incans and Mayans and Cherokees and um, Apaches and... Uh, Yorta Yortas and Wurundjeris and Tigrayans over in Ethiopia and Oromos over in Ethiopia and Florentines in Italy and Calabrians in Italy and um, and um, what have we got over in um, Yorkshire type people over in um, the UK and South Welsh people and North Welsh people and the bloody Irish, quite a few groups in Ireland, Ireland, and all that sort of stuff. All right. 
all these people, you know, all these naturally occurring lakes, all these naturally occurring nations. But then we started to construct artificial nations. Now that feels like an oxymoron because the very word nation implies native, natural, innate, natal, you know, it feels artificial. But we kind of pulled it off. Just like we pulled off the idea of man-made lakes and there's people fishing in them and loving them and canoeing on them and enjoying them and ducks um, sort of swimming in them, quite certain that they're lakes. We pulled it off. Man-made lakes became real lakes and they, they exist side by side with natural lakes all over the world. All right, in the same way, man-made nations, as much as it offends uh, my sense of the etymology of words that they should be called nations, we should have thought of another word in my book. You know, it offends me a little bit that Australia should be called a nation because it wasn't a naturally occurring mob. Yeah. Um, it offends me a little bit, but I have to give in because um, just like a man-made lake, you know, there are ducks that swear man-made lakes are just as good as the other lakes, then all right, it's in the dictionary. People are quite happy with the idea that an Australian, um, the Australians of, on this continent here, which we also call Australia, we tend to, um, that is an identifiable cultural group, even if it was man-made. It didn't have to evolve. A man, it's a man-made nation. It's a non-native native. It's a non-native uh, group of natives. And a lot of us feel that way, we Australians. That we are, you know, my, most of my ancestry comes from Ireland. I have no feelings whatsoever for Ireland. Visited there once, didn't like the joint. Yeah, I didn't go to Ireland and, um, you know, landed in wherever I, where did I land? Um, I flew there, you know, probably Dublin or something. I can't remember where I landed. Cork, I think. And I didn't, I didn't fall to the ground crying and kissing you know, the tarmac, saying, I'm home, I'm back in Ireland. I, I didn't think much of it all, actually, at all. Or, you know, I thought, this is nothing, nowhere near as good as Australia. I belong in Australia. I felt nothing, you know? And I'm sure if I went to England, I'd feel nothing. I passed through England on the way to Ireland, and, you know, same goes for England. No feelings, you know? The only time I feel really good is when I come back to Australia. I've been to cities <laughs> that never closed down, you know. Right, so, um, so I'm a native, you know, even though I'm a, um, even though we constructed here in Australia a, um, an artificial nation, which is not a nation at all because it's not native, well, it is now because we made a man-made lake here and the ducks love it. All right, so that's that. Um, so I am a native of Australia because I don't belong anywhere else. I hear a lot of European, people of European extraction saying that. I've got a sister-in-law who is a bushy. She is so connected to this land. You know, 
because she's, she really is. She's been all over the Australia. She has no real wish, as far as I can tell, to go anywhere else in the world. She just goes round and round Australia, out into the bush, deep, deep, deep. She's a really great bushy. She knows all the, she, you know, um, she knows all the natural fauna and flora, and has respect for it all. Tries to encourage it. Hates introduced species and all that stuff. Yeah, you know, this is her. She's a native Australian. Now, sure. Um, artificially um, constructed native Australian, but native all the same. I cannot deny that she um, is uh, of a nation called the Australian. All right. Um, so, uh, we are one nation and we are many nations. We are one, we are many. That's a song too. Uh, we are all one. We are many. See, this is what I'm getting at. This should be a national anthem, actually. I don't like our current one. All right. Um, so, where am I going with all of this? Um, nowhere, really. I have no point to make. It is just my observation that out of the Enlightenment, when we created the idea of a man-made nation, um, many people who were creating those man-made nations uh, would have seen the enlightened virtues of such a uh, man-made nation, a man-made nation. In as much as a lot of you know people think man-made lakes tend to be better than um, natural lakes, you know, like we, we've got a little lake down here in Woodlands Park, right near me, and it's got total irrigation underneath it. You know, um, spent a fortune on it recently, our council and um, drained it, and it wasn't, when it was drained, was it a lake? It wasn't. In the Plato sense, you know, Platonic sense, it had lost its lakeness. And then we did all this work underneath. Oh, it's all highly artificial, and against God and nature, you know? And then um, they put this wonderful system underneath, and, and they got some pumping systems and all that, and filtering systems, and they put all that in, and then they filled it with water artificially, and now the ducks love it, and it's better than it's ever been. And it's better than any, if there was a natural lake there, to be a sludgy kind of crappy affair, I guarantee it. Nothing like this. It's wonderful, it's beautiful. The ducks love it, and so do I. All right. So, um, if I'm a man of the Enlightenment, which I am, yeah. uh, tickets on myself, you know, I would say, you know, by and large, I tend to think the idea of the 192 nations that have been constructed all around the world, that has been an enlightened idea. We've even got a United Nations, a group, a grouping, you know, a coming together where we try and create international law. Many good things have come of that and many bad things too. All right. But by and large, the idea of there being 192, 192 nations on Earth, yeah, all roughly regulated by a sort of international law via the United Nations, allows us to deal with things like the current coronavirus pandemic, all right? A lot better than we would have if we weren't working in together uh, at all. You know, at least we're working in together a little bit. 
on all of that stuff. You know. Um, okay, I mean Donald Trump. You know, he wasn't into all of that, but uh, that's a whole other episode. <laughs> okay, um, now I kind of like the idea of those hundred and ninety-two nations, but at the same time, because I'm in a bolshy phase in my life with these episodes, I also see the absolute legitimacy of the non-man-made nations, so to speak, all around the world. And I think, you know, my sense is we need to be sophisticated enough um, to just cope with the fact that on the Australian continent we have many nations and at the same time we have one nation at the same time uh, two almost conflicting ideas are both true at the same time now someone like Pauline Hanson yeah, um, would say deny the existence of the many nations and focus on the one. Fake it till you make it. Keep hammering that point until all of those other individual nations have lost their national identities. You know, have genocided themselves, you know, basically. I think that's um, the grand plan for people like uh, Pauline Hansen and Andrew Bolt. And I can see the attraction in all of that because the old ways, where there were many nations all around the world, 64,000 odd, probably a lot more, you know, if you went back in time. Yes, um, mayhem, mayhem, ethnic rivalries, all sorts of things, you know. Uh, two houses, you know, hate each other's guts, you know, Romeo and Juliet style and all that sort of thing, you know. Um, yes, it was a terrible system. It was a nightmare, you know, from which we had to wake up from. <laughs> James Joyce, you know. That was a nightmare, what had gone before. All these ethnic nations all around the world, it was a nightmare, it had to be, something had to be done about that. Yeah, so we invented 192 nations and forced, and forced all these mini nations to assimilate into whichever borders they found themselves in. And you have a, you know, now you have an Ethiopian nation, so to speak, you know, um, which prior to the Ethiopian sort of nation existing, which was kind of early 1900s, I suppose, or the father of Ethiopian nationhood is kind of uh, said to be Tedros um, in the sort of mid to late 1800s. Um, but, you know, Ethiopia, as we know it today, sort of came together under a guy called Menelik II. Um, now, that was kind of a forced assimilation. And it's kind of horrible for the original nations, even though they were, those original nations, you think they were wonderful? You know, they were warring all the time. Um, the nation of Ethiopia pulled the peoples of that area out of a period of incessant rivalry, death all the time called the Age of Princes, which sounds very nice, but it wasn't. Horrible time, clearly, you know, from everything I've read. Um, and yet, 
when they were all forced together, all these people who had been fighting each other, um, when they were all forced together, as much as some of that killing stopped, another type of killing started actually, you know, because look, what happens is every time you try and force 50 nations, I think there's 60 something in Ethiopia, when you force them all into to be one nation, they don't forget that they are many nations as well. So whether you like it or not, Pauline Hansen, you, you know, unless you're gonna go to completely Stalin, Pauline Hansen, there's a fine line between far right and far left, you know, now, unless you're gonna go completely Hitler, um, even if you declare a place like the Italian Peninsula to be a nation, the old natural nations, um, they continue on, you know, they coexist with the coalesced nation at the same time. And that's why we've got the two meanings in the dictionary. There's three meanings in the dictionary, but it's really two, because there's one meaning in the dictionary says, a nation is one, this artificially, artificial construct that we do these days, the modern nation, you know, like Australia or Canada, you know, um, or the United States or whatever, you know, Ethiopia or Italy, right, or Germany, you know. Um, so that's meaning number one in our dictionary and dictionaries all around the world. But then there's another uh, meaning of the word nation, and that's the other nation, which the, f the first type of nation tried to kill off and is still trying to kill off, but not succeeding. Even if I was on Pauline Hansen's side, I would probably have to concede that it's a losing bet. Trying to, some people pull it off. But by and large, look, we've still got 64,000 nations. Even after all that effort of nation building out of the Enlightenment, we've still got 64,000 nations. But I think some areas are successful. And, you know, nations do die. But by and large, a lot of nations are surviving. You know, the old natural nations. Um, so it's just a fact that in a place like Australia or Germany um, or Italy or Ethiopia or 188 other places, 189 other places, um, you have nations, 192 of them, but within those nations, you have many other nations. And um, you can just choose to disagree. Um, but the facts are stubborn. That was an investigation into the word nation.